Hello and welcome to episode 329 of the Rollin' Slappy Show. Today is October 31st, 2022. I am Rollin' McFlugel and with me is my co-host Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 329. Uh, so, some housekeeping, Slappy. Yeah. And either this means that no one actually listens to us or people are not very keen on their job where maybe I'm just so good at my job. I didn't even realize I was doing it, but do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Do I have anything? That, what? Yeah. Last week's episode, I think I'm, pr- I'm 99% sure I forgot to mention tractors. That's probably true. And no one, no one called me out on it. Because we were in a rush. What, did you in the beginning? Maybe not. I don't think so. Yeah. Someone who actually pays attention or listens should let us know. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to go back and listen to it. That would be. <laughs> I don't want to like put myself terrible. through that. I yeah. had to listen to it once. I know. Um. Yeah, so big news for us. We got our uh, we got our pigs. We did. Yep, we did. I uh, I smoked some pork chops last night. Very it, nice. Uh, it tasted difference. I thought. I don't know. The bacon scrapple and uh, sausage was pretty good. Yep. I haven't tapped or uh, gone into that yet. But I'm looking forward to all of it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I didn't even like really look because my brother had to go pick it up for me because I was away, um, and he just kind of you know packed it in the freezer best he could. So I haven't even like looked at everything yet. Yeah. Do we have any? Because we asked for all of it. So I. So it was interesting when we went to um, pick up the cow. They had it in all those boxes and had everything labeled and everything right. Um, when I went to pick up the pig, I had to bring my own boxes and they just kind of put it out on this crate and I just threw everything in the box and then got it in the freezer and still haven't like sorted through it. I was kind of looking, I think, I think a lot of the organs were mashed up into the scrapple. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, that makes sense. I don't know everything that goes in the scrapple, but I believe it is organs as well as any other scraps that are in the pig. Yep. Um, so I'm guessing that's where it is because I didn't notice like a pig heart or something. Right. I did notice feet. I got pig's feet. I got pig's feet and we got the hocks. Yep. Spare ribs. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, do you know, how I, I, well, I guess based on what you just said, I know the answer you didn't, but did you do like a, a rib count for how many pork chops? No. We got? There's a lot. There's a ton. More than I had any idea it came with a pig. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have more pork chops. Anyone out there listening want to come over for pork chops, just hit me up. Mm-hmm. Um, I got pork chops. And I'm excited about that. I haven't eaten any yet, though. Yeah, they're tasty. Did you get the inch thick, or what did you do? Three-quarter inch. So I have okay. more than you. Yeah. Probably. Although, how does that work? Because you, we each have a, a a rib on each chop, right? Oh no, not necessarily. Not yeah. all the pork chops will have ribs. I guess they'll just have the uh, the spine. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, but I never cut one up before. Oh, so that makes more sense. It's not necessarily a rib, right? Rib per pork chop, but still. Um, I guess there's the amount of ribs is whatever you get on a rack. Of probably. Ribs, and I, I've never counted, I don't know, maybe like, there's probably like 10 to a dozen, maybe. I yeah, know. I don't know. These are things we will uh, we'll explore and have fun finding out. Yes, we will. Um, but pigs just have great meat, so. What's well, one of the things I noticed, too, was that, especially on like the darker cuts, mm-hmm. like the shoulders and everything. Like that meat is almost purple, and the, it's so well marbled with the fat. 
It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and I'm looking I forward to that shoulder. And and the hams look delicious. Yeah. Did you get yours smoked? I did, smoked and cured and cut in half. So I have four hams. Okay. And they're big. Like each quarter is pretty big. Yeah. I think I – I forget if I got mine cut in half, but I did not get mine smoked or cured. So I'm not going to do with mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I, I got mine smoked and cured because I'm not like – how am I going to cook that big piece of meat? I had no idea. Neither do I, but uh, find a way when find a way to win, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll try to cure a ham. Yeah, go for it. It'll be fun. So, all right. So today is October thirty first. Well, the, also the Phillies got well, postponed. That's so what until. first. That's what one thing I wanted to say is I wanted to thank MLB. Um, they were gracious enough. They knew we were recording tonight, so they delayed the World Series game a day. So yeah, that we could record. Yeah. I was originally looking forward to just doing play by play. When I was a kid, I wanted to do play by baseball, play by play. I used to sit and listen to Harry Callis and Richie Ashburn, and I, I'd have the blank tape in there and record every inning waiting for harry's home run call no home runs that inning i'd rewind it tape over because uh, i didn't have cable tv when i was a kid and so the phillies were only on so often and um i used to record the games and then listen to them and uh, i always wanted to do play-by-play and i thought tonight was going to be my chance we could just do play-by-play of the phillies for our episode yeah because i for sure was going to have the game on my phone while we uh-huh. were recording and be paying more attention to that than anything yes, else. Yes, I would not have been paying attention to you, for sure. So that's right. why I wanted to thank Major League Baseball for doing that for us. Yeah, we'll do another night where we uh, we do our play-by-play. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, there's, there's always Monday Night Football. That's true. Flyers play on a lot of Mondays, so. Yeah, well, I know you're all waiting for it, and we, we will do it one day. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is what the people definitely want. Um, but yeah, sloppy today is October thirty first, so a lot of stuff happened. Well, there's a lot of things happen on today. Yeah, trick or treating. Yep. Also, some more historical things. Um, namely, and we're going to talk about this uh, Satoshi. Uh, publishing the white paper, the Bitcoin white paper. How yeah. many years ago was that? And you, uh, how many years ago was that? I can't do math that well. Is it 13 now? Yeah. Is it 2009? No, it was 2008 because. Yeah, it was 2009, was 2009 January. 2009 yeah. when, when he started the first booted up the network. Or booted up his computer. <laughs> Um, and then you were saying something about that Satoshi white paper is exactly like uh, the 95 Theses? Or the printing yeah. press? Which one were you comparing it to And you said it's exactly the same thing? Yeah, so that's what I want to talk about is that um, I did not say that. Oh. And this is something that's been annoying me for a while. That um, never. I don't think we ever talked about this in an episode. Maybe briefly mentioned it, but... Um, I know we've talked before about both within libertarian and the Bitcoin circles about just people having dumb ideas about it. And it's just like, because it's in agreement with everyone as far as like, it's, it's promoting Bitcoin or libertarianism, whatever this meme or metaphor or idea is, it kind of gets allowed or, you know, whatever. Um, But uh, there's a lot of just like, Hey, this person I like said this thing, so I'm going to repeat it too. And I don't know anything about it. Yeah, definitely a lot of that out there. Yeah, I like sounding smart, and um, it goes against kind of the the allowable opinion. So therefore, it must be good. But um, yeah, one of the things that's been that's bugged me for a while um, is this kind of like I. I'll call it anti-Catholic church um, metaphors. I don't know that the people that are using these examples or metaphors or memes or ideas are like in their heads being like, 
I don't like the Catholic Church, so I'm going, this is an attack on the Catholic Church. It's just, I think they're just, hey, this is a, uh, before I talk about it, let's say what they are. Um, the first one is that, so Satoshi Nakamoto released the Bitcoin white paper on the same day, October 31st, that Martin Luther uh, nailed the 95 theses to the wall, the door of the church. And so people love to say like, oh, this is like, this is Satoshi's Luther moment um, because he's attacking. This is an attack on kind of the um, establishment. Right, right. And he's saying, no, I disagree with the establishment. And so this is where, like, this is the truth. And this is what we're, this is how we're going to. Yeah, this, this is the moment. This is the big change. Yeah. Where after this, we can we can have a, a better world and everything. Um. So, <laughs> it's a jump in any time slot because I don't even know how I want to necessarily attack this. Um. So let me just, as I was trying to say a few minutes or a few seconds earlier, was that I don't think that people are necessarily like going out of their way to say, oh, I'm attacking the Catholic church. So if you have used this metaphor before or used this idea about Martin Luther and think that I, just because you've used it, think that. No, Rallo will be at Childerberg and you can fight him there. Yes. No, but like, I think that you're anti-Catholic or something and not just using whatever. It's it's not necessarily the case. Um, But like, so Bitcoin, the idea of Bitcoin is that, or what Bitcoin does is that it separates the state from, from money. Um, and it allows for, you know, the, the free market to dictate what our monetary standard is. Um, and so the problem with the fiat system is that it creates a lot of chaos because we're not actually able to get an idea of kind of what the truth in the world is. Money is very important because that's what is able to best signal where resources should be going. And when you have a hard, sound money that can't be cheated, then people understand what the objective reality of the world is better than if you have a fiat system where mm-hmm. everything turns into chaos because because certain people are manipulating the monetary supply and where and how money goes and flows that you're not actually getting the true picture of what of what's going on that's why there's malinvestment and that's why you have these big bubbles and these these collapses and everything because people are not sending resources to where they ought to go you can't have good speculation uh, because poor speculators end up getting rewarded, or or the people that are the best speculators, the just ones that are closest to the uh, to the money spigot. Um, anything to add on that, Slappy? No. I mean, yeah, we've we've talked about the fiat system and how it uh, creates male investment. We yeah. don't know what things yeah. are really worth. You can't tell. Right. So I think it's fair to say, and I think I've we've said this before, is that Bitcoin gets us closer to the truth. Um, and that also kind of emanates through other aspects of life, not just about pricing things, but also just trying to like figure out our own lives and the world and everything. It, and we've talked about this ad nauseum too, is the fiat system kind of creates a lot of high time preference and not just like malinvestment in the economy, but malinvestment if you will in ourselves in your personal life right and so because we're not able to you know our 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 actions are are dictated by high time high time preference behavior it adds to this kind of chaos and and everyone starts going off on their own thing and and acting crazy and weird and we can see this kind of like we're seeing it before our eyes. It's kind of like destruction of society and <laughs> a, a currently relevant thing mm-hmm. is the whole Paul Pelosi thing. 
Like, if you just got the facts of what is has been presented so far, sounds like Paul Pelosi is a gay dude and was having a, you know, <laughs> having a time with this, uh, with this, uh, what's his network? I, I with the Angry Hammer? Yes. The Hammer Man. Yeah, what was his name? Uh, his name's De Pepe or something? De Pepe or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Which I just found out tonight that he is apparently an illegal immigrant, too. Oh. <laughs> Which is every every time new information comes out, it just gets better and better. It's just it's just hilarious. Yeah. Um, no, but like, you know, you hear, you hear like the information that comes out and it's like, whoa, this is like... Apparently Pelosi, like, on the 911 call, calls him his friend, knows his first name. Uh, Please show up. Both dudes are in their underwear. I just Uh, think it's funny how, like, some people will do anything to defend their politician. Right. It's like, why do you care? Like, even if you're a Democrat, I mean, you have so much of your personal, like, self-worth wrapped up into what a politician does. I don't know. Right. Do you really? Why do you want? I, I I don't get it. I don't get the people who are like, well, he was talking in code. You know, you're like, you're you're well, really going to go that this. far? Right. I mean, it's Occam's razor. We obviously we don't know the whole story. We don't know the whole we story. Are. We don't know what happened. Maybe some guy broke in and did that, and he was saying, "It's my friend." No, it's my friend. I promise. You know, like, um, you know, maybe I don't. I don't know. I, I kind of right. I just don't get why people get so emotionally wrapped up into defending politicians of all people. It's one thing because if it's, it's like Aunt Nancy and Uncle Paul. Right. Oh, like you said, it's their identity. Yeah. It's so um, weird. I. Uh, that's why I don't like anybody. No, I mean, that's part of the problem with the fiat system. You get all wound up with, with goofy, yeah. stupid stuff like that. But, but the point I was making there or bringing up the Paul Pelosi thing, why it's, I think it's funny. And... <laughs> I, I just as another aside, real quick, you know, like all these people that are just so vehemently denying um, that this is a this was a lover's quarrel or something or or a uh, sorry, I'm gonna sneeze. <coughs> you know, there's there's also speculation that it was like they're arguing about drugs or something after whatever they else they were doing with the hammer. Um, but everyone's like so is denying it so much. It's like, no, 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 it's not what happened. This was a break in and everything. When it becomes, you know, absolutely undeniable and they admit it that yes, Paul Pelosi is gay and, you know, he hooks up with these dudes or whatever, you know that these people are going to immediately pivot into, well, what's the problem? Like, this is, this is, the arrangement, there's no, you can, you shouldn't comment, you know, it was just, you know, the whole, you know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, like, because right now, they're denying it because it's so embarrassing. And they know, they know in their heart of hearts that, like, yeah, that's messed up. You can't be a married dude. And even though I'm sure Nancy knows. Um, Nancy definitely knows. Right. It's probably, like, there's, yeah. They probably talk about it in Capitol Hill. They right. probably talk behind Nancy's back, making fun of her, that her husband's whatever. I don't want to get all caught up in this because it's just. Although it is funny, it is just it's weird. But um, no, but you have these people that like you will have all of this information, um, in front of them. And then the news will just say, well, we have a report from the police and they say, no, it was definitely a break in. And this guy definitely admitted that he was coming in because he wanted to kill Nancy Pelosi. Why would, yeah. you know, and all this stuff. And they eat it right up. And like, what, what, like how far bad do we have to get as a society for people to just like be totally um, unable 
to look at information and make up their own mind. They have to be told. You know, oh no, even though you're seeing all of this stuff right in front of you, this is what the reality actually well, so is. So why would you ever, just from a starting point, uh, maybe this makes me too cynical, but why would you ever trust an official narrative of anyone in power? No. For anything, not even like government, like, I don't know, could be a company. Like if something goes bad, they're going to try to put the best spin on it that they possibly can, even if they're not lying. Um. You know what I mean? Like, why would you ever take their word and be like, no, see, they said. And you're like, okay. Right. So I mean, they are like, I mean Oh yeah. It's it's utterly it's utterly idiotic and insane, but this like, is what have happens. they released the footage? Don't they have, I mean we saw uh, Nancy Pelosi walking in wasted a couple months ago. Yeah. Falling down the stairs. We know they have cameras there. Yeah, not to mention uh, Paul his uh, DUIs. Yeah, he had a Dewey reason. Yeah. But remember that video of them like falling down the stairs drunk? No. It was a couple I... months ago. So I know they have cameras in their house. <laughs> or maybe yeah. they got rid of them after that. <laughs> yeah, mysteriously, you know, <laughs> no video evidence of what's going on here. I think that was in their house anyway. Maybe that was somewhere. I don't know. But they were drunk falling down the stairs. Well, it's like, how does someone just like waltz into the speaker of the houses yeah it didn't home. happen i so i'm not buying it uh it's, it's it's it was like the january 6th thing where there's like there's cops that are like moving barricades yeah letting like people in people. opening the door yeah and then people are in there no they're not supposed to be there and are staying between the velvet ropes like yeah i don't know it's weird all the stuff with, I mean, we can go and all the stuff, well, we don't have to, but all the stuff about COVID, how it's just like right in front of us and everyone's just, but, the, and, and, but this is like the point I'm trying to make is that when you stray away from, from truth, it becomes very difficult to distinguish, you know, reality from whatever fake lie narrative that they're, they're trying to tell us. Or at least it becomes very difficult for a lot of people and for the rest of us, uh, like, it's so frustrating and everything. So all of that to say is that I think that it's fair and reasonable to say that Bitcoin gets us closer to truth. Um, truth being, like, there isn't, not that there is like, oh, there's a difference between telling a lie and telling the truth. I mean that uh, – are you still there? I just saw a little thing pop up. That, I'm here. Okay. Uh, I just saw a little thing pop up that said I lost my connection. Oh. Um, so I, I'm not trying to say – when I say Bitcoin is, is getting us closer to truth, I'm not saying that like, oh, well, there's a true money and then there's fiat. It's a, it's a false money. I'm saying that there's like a, an overall arching, um, there must be truth in the universe. Like there is, there are facts and there are non-facts. Um, the world, the universe, everything works in a certain way. And as humans, we're trying to figure out that. Um, just kind of like you can... Um, like math is a good example. Like two plus two is four. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we can discover, we can, we can hold that that is a true statement. It is the way that math works. Likewise, we can, we can figure out certain laws of physics and thermodynamics that we can say without a doubt, we know that this is how the universe works in this, in this way. And everything works that way. Like everything in the universe is well-ordered. Mm -hmm. Every single thing. And so when you're able to understand more of the truth, you're able to, you know, plan, plan your life better, plan, plan everything better because you have a better expectation of how things are going to go. Um, there doesn't mean there aren't variables at play that, you know, might change things a little bit on you but as you understand 
how more of these variables works and how they how they interact with each other, you're able to make better plans and, and figure stuff out better. So that's what I'm talking about where there is truth. And so that how that ties into religion is that God is the truth. God is the source. God is the truth. God is, God is the um, is the prime mover, if you will. He is the source of all of this. He is where the order comes from. And so my objection to, you know, comparing the Bitcoin white paper to the 95 theses is not necessarily that, like, I think that Luther's wrong. Well, I do, but... Um, <laughs> but that's not the reason like, why... Right. You're not comparing the two. Yeah, it's... Like, that was, like, because the point people are making is that, like, oh, well, this this broke away the power of the Catholic Church in determining what is the truth. What is, what is you know, who is God and, and all this stuff and interpreting all, you know, religion and everything. But from that, I mean... It seems like that was one of the things, and, and obviously there were there were splinters and uh, schisms in the church before Luther. prior to that, right? Uh, but I mean, the Reformation was one of the big events that that brought about Protestantism as a whole, and, and a lot of different sects within uh, Protestantism, right? Mm-hmm. I'm no expert on on, on this kind of stuff, so uh, you know, I'm trying to stay within my wheelhouse of the sure of my understanding of the history uh, but like so from luther and this is what people are celebrating is that you have a bunch of interpretations of religion and everything and all these different faiths and sects of christianity how does that get you closer like, how are we closer to the truth by having more and more and more religions start popping up that are all different? Like, if you if you have a religion, like, what's the point of it if you don't think that you are your religion is right and everyone else is wrong? Like, if the po- the point of religion is discovering the truth. And so if you're like, well, I have my religion and I like it and it's good for me, but other people, I think that's good. And, and yeah, like, yeah, there should be other religions and everything. No, like as a Catholic, I think every single person in the world should be a Catholic uh, because that's where I believe that, that you find truth. And I feel, and, and if you're a Lutheran or something else, I think you should, if you don't feel the same way about your religion, then why the heck why are, are you, you doing it for the, right. the social aspect? Right. What's the point? Just to make yourself feel a little bit better? Yeah. Like, don't, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a great part of the gospel. Like, don't be lukewarm, be hot, be cold, but man, don't be lukewarm. Uh, Where is that? There's some revelation somewhere. Oh, uh, was it? I believe so. Ah, I thought it was somewhere in the gospel. No, you're probably right. Thank you for the correction. Um, but yeah, so That's it's good. yeah. Sorry, it's goofy to me that it's like that that you're going to apply, you know, Luther nailing these ninety five theses to the uh, to the wall of the church as a thing to be like, well, it broke up the Catholic church and you might think that the Catholic, and, and if you think the Catholic church is wrong and you know, so that maybe that was a good thing to you that he broke up the authority or tried to break up the authority of the church, or at least how people perceive the authority of the church, then okay. And yeah, but like that still doesn't mean that you should think it's good that there's now a bajillion. Multiple. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, do Lutherans even follow the 95, the, like the, what Luther came up with? I don't know. Luther changed his, like there was nothing principled about Luther. Right. He changed multiple times. There was no foundation there. He was 
backed by a prince and got political backing. Without the prince, he's just another idiot. Right. It's not like he was the first person to yeah. come I mean, there's always been the churches. Yeah. Right. It's just for whatever reason, you know, he caught some momentum. And then he went on and like killed Tom. He he was a murderer before he did the. And that's why he became a priest. He was hiding from a murder. Nice. Um. So yeah, so that's that's my frustration with that meme or that metaphor, that it's just people hear it. Oh, a guy on a podcast I like said it one time. Or it was an article that I read that you know, oh, this is this is good and because it's really promoting Bitcoin. So let me just turn my brain off, or just it's an idea that they never really thought of before, but they're going, you know, because it's it's promoting something that they like, and they're therefore it's true. Um, you know, another example of people doing there's a lot of stuff in Bitcoin that there's certain cultural aspects of being a bitcoin maximalist that people just do because they feel like well i gotta be part of the team like the uh like being a carnivore now i'm not saying that carnivorism is necessarily wrong i don't know i'm not a carnivore i don't have an issue with anyone's a carnivore um but you know you're on bitcoin twitter and you just kind of see this this pipeline of figuring out Bitcoin and then being like, and now um, I'm a carnivore. Now. Like, <laughs> like if you want to do it, like if, if you do some research and, and, you know, experimenting with your diet, you figure out that like, this is the best thing for you. And yeah, by all means, but like I just caution people against just acting like, because they, not trying to discredit anyone's understanding of Bitcoin because to understand Bitcoin, you tend to have to do a lot of study. Mm-hmm. And if you actually do understand Bitcoin, then you're like an expert in a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, pro- probably an expert in, in fiat and monetary policy and, and, and economics and, and some technical stuff too. And, and that's pretty impressive, but that doesn't make you an expert in like, everything that's ever related to Bitcoin. Um, So like whether you're right or wrong about carnivorism, like (laughs) just because that's the thing to do is not a good reason to, uh, to do it. Um, There's, there's other, I can't think of any off the top Uh, of my head. I mean, I hear what you're saying. But yeah, it's like have good reasons for doing something. Again, uh, just so it's clear, I'm not saying that carnivorism is bad and that you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying like, don't do it just because the guy that you like hearing, listening to Bitcoin um, does it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. You know, fig- if you, uh, and again, yeah, I, I'm probably saying too much on it already. I probably made the point immediately. Yeah, um, I think so. But so the other thing related to this is that there's another meme, and this one annoys me too. It's the same kind of thing, and I think it started from I forget who wrote the article, but someone wrote something a while ago about um, comparing the printing press um, to Bitcoin. And I think there are some decent comparisons uh, with the printing press and Bitcoin. Slappy, I I just heard you're not paying attention. I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah. You have uh, something you want to share with the class? (laughs) Yeah, I'm scrolling. Yeah, does that ever happen on your Twitter when, like, you're scrolling through and then it just starts playing the videos? Like, you don't even have to open it and click on it? Yeah, but I have it set to either not play automatically or to, to, yeah. to default. Well, immediate. typically mine doesn't, but then it gets in that mode, and then I have to shut it down and open it again. So I shut it down. Okay. I think it was uh, some kind of ad. Yeah. Now, um, so the printing press 
I think has some has some ways to you can tie it into Bitcoin, being that it it um, it brought access to it, it it dropped the barrier to literacy way 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 lower because prior to that, I mean it was very expensive to produce a book, mm-hmm. so you had fewer books around, obviously, um, and so people didn't. You couldn't just go out like I'm looking at my office right now and I've got a bookshelf full of books and I just on a whim. Hey, this looks like something I want to read and I buy it and it's not a big deal. You know, back in the day, back before the printing press to buy a book, especially for people that, you know, more of the the peasant kind of class, they just weren't going to be able to afford it. Um, and there's just so much other stuff that they were gonna have. They would rather spend their money on than than a book that was that was more important. So um, once you have the printing press, you know it's it's a lot easier to you know uh, copy stuff and send it out and blast it out. And so it helps helps with literacy. Helps helps get access to information and everything. Uh, and that's good. That's a good thing. The thing I think that the people go wrong is that. And I don't know if the original people who came up with this um, example or, or, or idea just had an underlying dislike for the for the church or maybe religion, is that they said, "Well, Bitcoin's like the printing press because it broke up the teaching authority of the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and so now anyone could get a copy of the Bible yeah. and anyone could, could interpret, interpret it, it however they want to interpret it, right?" Which is even dumber than the Luther thing. Because with the Luther thing, you got to like take a step or two to be like, all right, and this is why it's a bad idea or or, or a bad, bad metaphor or whatever. But when, (laughs) because I'm pretty sure, I, I haven't listened or heard this article or read it in a while, but I'm pretty sure that was, that was the exact point was Bitcoin's the printing press because what Bitcoin does is it brings, you know, uh, you know, full participation in the monetary system to the individual, and the printing press allowed the Bible to be printed much more cheaply, and so the individual could interpret the Bible the way he saw fit. Again, if the purpose of the Bible and of religion is is discovering truth. How does everyone, how does every idiot picking up a Bible and saying, this is what it means to me, help us get closer to the truth. Like, I know people have their criticisms of the Catholic Church's interpretations of stuff, but even if you, if you disagree with the Catholic Church's interpretation of stuff, you need experts and scholars to take a complicated work or anything and help people figure out what it means. Like the idea that like just an otherwise uneducated idiot. And I mean that in the most polite way possible, because again, we're talking, if we're going to be literal about this is what they're, what they're saying was that these are peasants that like don't know anything. They know how to like do their, not much different than most people today, by the way. Yeah, that's true. They were probably a little bit brighter back probably then. Probably, because they actually had to do things. So just, uh, that's that's actually a really good point, and I actually agree with it. Um, just picture your average idiot on Twitter and saying that, like, this person, this person's interpretation of the Bible is just as valid as mine, or, or my priests, or the, the biblical scholars. And, you know, people are going to, might say like, oh, well, you're just making an appeal to authority here. And you're saying that like, oh, just because you have expertise in this field means that, that your opinion should be taken uh, over, over anybody else's. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you're like a scholar in something, all else equal, your opinion on the subject that you have expertise in means that yours, your opinion is way more valuable than people who don't. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
that's not to say that like obviously we've been to- we've been sold a book a lot you know a, i mean earlier in this episode we were talking about not trusting next right but you know we can't we can't make the mistake of conflating you know this government and media control of information with actual expertise and experts because yes the guy on the tv dr fauci that's talking about covid and stuff yes he's he's just lying to your face because there's a political agenda under play but that doesn't mean that the guy designing the airplane that you're flying in doesn't have expertise and doesn't know more than you it doesn't mean that if you're sitting there talking to uh to bryce harper about how to hit a baseball that he doesn't know what he's talking about more than you uh, so we have to be careful about distinguishing between you know like actual experts and, and kind experts of, right the, pri- the 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 principle of having expertise yeah i mean yeah politics yep. were you going to no i was going to just talk about i mean why is fauci an expert because the government said he is he hasn't done anything his entire career right i mean i'm sure he studies you know i'm not but he's got a career of lying and killing people. Yes. So yeah, and that's why you know you need to you need to have some expertise and like heuristics <laughs> in yeah. your own life and 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 learn how to figure out whether or not someone who claims to be an expert um, should is worth listening to. Yeah, and it's not even uh, well. You know, I was going to say, there's certainly some of those motivations in the Catholic Church, too. Um, not every pope is a great pope and should be listened to, and that's, you know, what the Catholic Church kind of teaches. Right, yeah. I, I mean, we, we can also, and it's worth mentioning that, yeah, like we kind of said with uh, with Martin Luther, there were there's always been heretics in the Church, and there probably <laughs> always will be. Because the One of them's the pope right now. Right. Yeah, there's people certainly questioning that. Um, so it's not to say that, like, you should just blindly, you know, listen to whatever authority is and whoever is claiming authority in the church or, or would normally have some expertise. Um, but, like, if you're sitting in a pew at church, like, the priest that's giving the homily like has done just an unbelievable amount of scholarship. Yeah. Study and so, discussions and reading and Right. And he could be wrong. I mean I, I again I will point you to the Jesuits. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of them, but you know But fair enough to say it, I'll I'll accept all. Right. That that there's gonna be some pretty poor interpretations out there, but that's why you need that foundation of, of study yourself just to be able to like weed out the garbage and, and the nonsense and, and, you know, even tying this back into Bitcoin, that's what we were saying for the longest time and, and don't talk about it as much because we're not, we're not, we're not arguing against all coins as much anymore just because there's other things to talk about. Um, but that was one of the, the things we would say to people is that they're like, oh, well, there's just like, how do I know that Bitcoin's the thing to get into when there's like 18 billion other things? I'm like, you have to study. You have to figure it out. You have to learn so that when someone comes off, comes over and says, oh, I've got this, I've got this other altcoin that it, it's, dude, it's even better than Bitcoin. Like, what has, forget about Bitcoin. Uh, what's the, what's the TPS on your new coin? Right. <laughs> um, zero because nobody uses it and so if you don't have any understanding if, if you don't even have a baseline understanding of Bitcoin or of monetary of, of, of monetary economics then you have no no like foundation to believe me who's saying it's Bitcoin and nothing else versus the other guy right so you just if you believe me you just 
for whatever reason, trust me more than this other guy. But in order for you to like actually go out and and you know exist in the world and and try to use this knowledge to navigate through life and make it better, you need to have some sort of base understanding of mm-hmm. things so that one when, when you're presented with new information, you're able to like have a decent filter for it. Um, so with the printing press, like it's not, it's not bad. Like I'm, I'm not against the printing press. I'm not saying this was a bad thing that happened for humanity. I'm just saying that the idea that like, this is a good outcome of the print. Like it's like anything else, any other tool we develop. Um, you know, when someone first developed the blade, like the blade is a very important tool. It's what? like, I thought you were going to go with the hammer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the blade's a very important tool. It helps us to hunt, helps us cut up stuff. It help, you know, just, we can sit here and talk about the benefits of the blade forever. And I'm sure for a while, when the, when when they first developed the blade and were using it, they were like, "Oh, this is so great!" And then some jerk goes and stabs someone. Then they start putting up blade-free zones around schools. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, well, obviously that was a uh, a bad use of the blade, but overall the technology is good. So I, I think the same thing applies to the printing press. Um, not, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have printed more Bibles. I think that's good. But like the idea, no, the well, outcome. Yeah. Now that anyone can interpret it however they want. Right. And I, the other thing is, I don't even know if that's how that actually all ha- like played out. Was it that like people got copies of the Bible? Like, is that what they were even printing? I don't know. Probably. That much? Did they get copies of the Bible? So yeah. it, it was. I don't I, think I mean, the it was probably, started right after the printing press. Yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> it was probably uh, a little bit. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, less direct than that. That yeah. it was like, oh, well, there's more copies of the Bible, and then now, now people are able to write their interpretations down more and distribute that. That's probably more how it went down. Again, I'm no expert in this, but um, it's just like, but but it's just like any other tool. You know, the technology is fine. You know, we can even say the technology is neutral, but it's used for mostly very good, excellent things that advance humanity. But, you know, that also usually means it could be used for bad things. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 the position on the, uh, on the printing press issue. So I did it if someone DM me, asked about what I meant by that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's just overall my frustrations with the with the tying religion to Bitcoin is that it it just doesn't make sense. Like you can you can agree or disagree with me on whether or not the Catholic Church is the source source of truth, whether or not my religion or your religion is correct. But what you can't do is you can't say that the splintering away from truth, which is what Luther with the 95 Theses did, and and what your point of the printing press is, with more people being able to interpret the, the Bible the, the way they want to, and then say, well, this is a good you know, analogy or metaphor for Bitcoin because Bitcoin gets us to the truth. Like it, it's it's I mean, almost opposite. Think about how many people got scammed because of Bitcoin. Uh, because that code is out there and you can make those altcoins. Right. Certainly no shortage of that. Yeah. So. So, ha. Uh, that's about all I got, Slappy. Yeah. Anything more we should talk about on the subject? Um, no, I don't know. No, I, 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 I think the point's been made. Are you ready to give yeah, amnesty and- to uh, the COVID people? 
Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I don't like have much of a desire to go out and punish people necessarily. It's kind of not in my nature to begin with. Same. And a lot of like, I just like, I just want to like live my life the way I want to and not be bothered by. So if people just like never talked about it again and, and like, oop, just kind of went in our distant memory about all this stuff. And we went back to the way things were, it was better. I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, I do think it's really freaking weird to ask and like you do something that is just oh you are promoting just the worst one of the worst things possible that you could have done and just been so wrong you promoted the biggest lie uh, yeah in in the last what how long how many like has what was the last I what have, lie yeah in the history of the world was bigger than covid I don't know. Um, I'm sure there are some, but like, it's up there. It's up <laughs> like, there, and I am, shut uh, the whole freaking world down. I am. I. I. Uh, what they did was so evil and so wrong and so. And how they were so sure, and then you want to act like, oops, it was a mistake. We didn't know. If you didn't know, then why didn't you shut the hell up? Yeah. Why and didn't you handle like- it the way you want to handle it and say that I shouldn't be allowed in the hospital or you shouldn't treat me in the hospital if I have to go or my wife or my kids or, you know, I can't, my, yeah, I can't, I'm not allowed to work, you know? Um, if you weren't sure, then why did you do that? There, I will never forgive. I wish we could go back because I liked more people, but like, what, what's the saying? The, uh, the shit's out of the donkey. It can't go back in. It's out, and you're never forgiven yeah. in my book. And I, I don't like that I think that way. I don't, li- like, I don't like to, the punishment aspect, but I got to say, <laughs> I wouldn't put my life on the line to stop punishment for them. I would just turn my blind. I, and I don't like that about me. I need to work on that on myself. Uh, yeah, it's not like it's, it's oh, we'll just go back to. And, and I wish we could. I can't. Right. And I won't. And I don't. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I don't no, like I mean, that. I mean, the damage has been done. I'm not yeah. saying I'm going to wipe the memory of what people did away. Like, like I have family members who were saying that. Like family members who didn't invite, who like sent out invitations to things and then sent out another one saying like, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come. Like, go, you know what? All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I probably didn't word that very well when I was saying before, but, but like, no, back. Like, it's make, over. Maybe you just- are out and I'm out to them and I don't care what happens to you. And I don't like yeah. that. I think that way. I really honestly don't. I wish... Because before it was like, all right, they're crazy Democrats, but they're nice, polite people, whatever. Not anymore. Yeah, I mean, I have a little bit softer of a version of that where it's just like, yeah, I mean, we're just, you know, tie severed and yeah, whatever. I'm just not like, I just want to move on. Like when I said, forget about it, just move on from it. And all you people that did all that stuff, like just. Do whatever, but yeah, leave me know. alone because that's the other thing. I'm still supposed to live in this world when you're allowed to like make the rules for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the politicians and everything—that's obviously different. That's a People separate ball right. game because they're politicians and they're liars and they're they sold their soul a long time ago, and you should never trust them to begin with. Right. My family, wow. though, and my friends. Yeah, take a hike. Yeah, yeah. It's like. That's what's weird about it to me is that if like if that's who you're talking about is like friends and family of people who are like oh yeah but like hey um, let's just have amnesty for us like I didn't I skimmed through the article real quick yeah but like was there an apology in there do you no. know 
But that's what we just didn't know what to do. And we were scared. She said they were out hiking with masks on and had hand signals for when someone's coming. And their four-year-old son yelled, social distancing. That poor kid. Oh, man. My kid never yelled that. That's what's weird about it is that we're so terrible. Not weird. It's terrible about it. There's no, like... The only way you can come back from this is if you come out and say, you know what? I was wrong and I apologize. I will never do that again. I will check myself before I have a strong opinion to say hospitals shouldn't take care of you. Like Jimmy Kimmel, what does he say? Rest in peace, Wheezy, or whatever he said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then to a, a room full of cheering idiots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just that you can just ask for forgiveness. And everything's hunky dory. Is you have to earn that trust back. Yeah, and like that's the thing, to, man. I'll forgive if you're like, "Wow, I was wrong. I was wrong, right. and I will never trust them again." And it's not like there was no way to be able to figure yeah, out. We were talking about it when it happened, right? I listened and I texted this out to the four of us. Uh, Back in March of 2020, um, in the beginning, really. Very beginning. Like we, we I uh, hopped on a call with Bird and Carr, uh, did a bonus episode, um, episode 189, where we just gave our thoughts about what was going on so far. And like we were spot on about basically everything. Um, and it's not like, we were guessing. It's not like we were just throwing poop against the wall. It's not like we were just being reactionaries and just saying, well, we're just going to say the opposite of whatever else. No, like we had a reason, reasons for everything that we said. Like we backed, we backed up all of our statements and we were freaking right about everything. So don't tell me that, ah, you know, there is no way for us. No, you could have, you could have known. Yeah, you could have figured it out, or you could have said, I don't know. And that's what drives me crazy. These people had strong opinions when they didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Right, like people putting up the memes about Martin Luther. Right. It's the same kind of thing. Now, obviously, one is a lot more, well, Hmm. you're sending someone's soul down the wrong way. Yeah, no, one's one's definitely worse. Um, but yeah, no, I, but, but, it, but it just goes to show that because Bitcoiners overall, or at least on Bitcoin Twitter, were way better. We're pretty good on the COVID stuff. Pretty good. Um, but these, these people that were pretty good on the COVID stuff are really bad on the printing press and the Luther thing. Um, so I, it, to me, it begs the question it was like, well, why were they good on the COVID stuff? Did they know what they were talking about or was it just the reactionary thing? Or were they just uh, listening to Rollo and Slappy? Well, yeah. My side says this. And so therefore, yeah, yeah, yeah. which happens a lot. I mean, and that's one of the things I've, when I lament about Bitcoiners and libertarians, I mean, that's, that's the thing I lament the most about is that a lot of it is just. People are still NPCs. They just agree with our side on stuff. They don't understand anything that they're talking about. They just repeat it. And that's why I really like our show and our audience because since we tend to like work, try to work stuff out and figure stuff out. Some humility about it. Right. And I think like based on the feedback we get from our audience, it's, People are like sitting there working it out too, thinking through stuff. And a lot of times we get feedback sometimes and people correct us and, and give um, or give counterpoints. And a lot of times it's good. It's, it's good what they say mm-hmm. and it helps us. Um, I mean, I, I still, I, like the greatest thing in the world to me was that when I accidentally sent the wrong person the, the link to the. That was funny. The, 
and he comes on and he's like, yeah, um, yeah, I'm actually like learning how to code so I can validate, you know, my Bitcoin storage because he's using the Eddie cold. And he's like, yeah, I went through everything and, and I, it checks out and I like it. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like he went past what I did. <laughs> that was but I fun. mean, and, and that's an anecdote. That's just one random guy. But I mean, I think that's a pretty, uh, I, I don't think it was just, we got lucky that we had someone like that get on, on the show and talk about that. I think that's more of what we cultivate. Mm-hmm. Is it like, hey, um, let me figure this out and learn learn together. So um, it's amazing because we've got like, we get like, 8 billion downloads an episode, which means every single person's listening in the world. But <laughs> for some reason, it doesn't seem like everyone's applying. The lessons they learn. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, that's my little rant for all of that. It's frustrating though, man. I mean, it's like, it's this stuff is, you can figure most of this stuff out. And when you just have people going around with bad ideas for dumb reasons, it's frustrating. Like, we don't, obviously we don't know everything. There's a lot of information and expertise that's out there that you're just never going to get. But there's just so much cock, you know, it's just so much arrogance that you think you can, you can watch the news and be an expert in topic X, Y, Z, or listen to a podcast. And now you're have expertise and blah, 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 blah. Because I can, I can repeat well what I heard. I just listened to a 45 minute podcast. episode and can repeat three lines. Right. And I believe it's true because I like the host and the show. And so whoever he has on therefore is, is smart and a genius and everything. Mm-hmm. And I can just listen to him without, and take his word is, is, is truth. Yeah, and he's sort of like, you know, um, validation of that information. Um, so it's like, it's, there's like a, you can kind of like picture a four square matrix. Mm-hmm. And on the one axis, it's uh, like your, your reason whether or whether you are right or wrong with your decision, and then the other axis is like, did you have a good reason or a bad reason for making the decision that you did? And so you could make uh, the right decision for good reasons. You can make the right decision for bad reasons. You can make the wrong decision for good reasons, or you can make the wrong decision for bad reasons. And like. On the surface, you might kind of think, oh, well, as long as I make the right decision, that's good. And that's where I want to be. But no, what you really want to be is on in the two squares that you make decisions for good reasons. Yep. You're going to be wrong sometimes because we, we're not omnipotent. We don't have all of the information. But, you know, if you have a good understanding of how things work and everything and you can apply information well – that wrong decision, that feedback you're going to get, you, you get from that bad decision is going to inform you for the next time. And so that means you're much, you're, you're, you're more likely, way more likely to make a good decision um, when you're making decisions for good reasons, as opposed to, well, obviously making the wrong decision for wrong reasons is bad. I think we need to explain that. But if you're making a good decision for the wrong reasons, then that feedback you're getting, that positive feedback you're getting for your reasons is going to probably lead you down a bad path and make you way wronger in the future and, and, and cause problems. So like just try to try to have some humility Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, and just, know what your lane is and stay in it. And I just, I don't know. That's all I got. That's it. Let's wrap it. All right. All right. Uh, 
Send your hate mail to Slappy on this one. Sure. If you're a Lutheran. Um, or even worse, like an Anglican. But, uh, yeah, that's all we got. Questions, comments, we'll be happy to take them. Uh, but just try to, like, try to make sure you're addressing what our point is with this one and not whether or not you agree with us for being Catholic. <laughs> or, like, you know, or yeah. if you dislike the Catholic Church, that's fine. In the sense that, like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, fight you if you don't like the Catholic Church. Um, but just, like, have a good reason for why your your uh, comparison of the printing press or Martin Luther's these 95 theses um, relates to Bitcoin well. That's all I ask. So, all right. Show notes page for this episode will be mcfugal.com slash 329. And thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace.